What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun, a Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and talk about it. An idea that's never been done before. We are the first people to ever come out with a prestige TV podcast. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. Yeah, we are uh, true pioneers of the industry. Uh, today, our guest is the amazing LP... How you doing that's from, right. from that's, Run that's, the Jewels? That's exactly who I am. Yeah. Um, I'm great. Was it? A, what, did you, after you decided to do every single episode of the show, did, yeah. you, did you think to yourself, maybe that was a bit of a... <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Well, a, people, big, a big bite to chew? We'll get like guests that'll be like, I want to come on for this episode. And then I'm like, when is it? And then, oh, it's like season six, episode seven. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's like seven, yes. 75 episodes from now. Right. That's, in two, in, year, that's in two years. Yeah. yeah. See in two years. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks that's for great. coming on. So you're. I don't really do shit like this much because I'm uh, because I I'm just I don't know. I just you're a busy guy. But but, but this is <laughs> this is important to me. Yeah. I because I, I, I noticed that you were doing this right in the middle of my yearly um, Sopranos binge. Mm-hmm. So so you do this every year. Every you year. rewatch the Sopranos every year. Nice. Mm-hmm. Just because, and it's not like oh, it's a tradition. I get in my yeah, I get in my sweater and I <laughs> get a hot cup of tea and I walk. You know, it's like it's not that. It's just that every time it seems like it's a new idea to me. I just I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is that um, I just don't often think that there's good shit on TV to watch. Yeah, and so yeah, I yeah. All, and there are these huge gaps between me being interested in television and right and and not interested. Um, and you just get a hankering for it every year. That's- it could just, yeah, it's just one of those, it's my happy place. It's yeah. like you can turn it on and just, and inevitably I just, I always just, I always just watch it from front to back. It's yeah. like TV comfort food. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. It, so I- It's also a show that you can watch, like, I'm I'm in a relationship and I've been in, in a few relationships in my life. No big deal. I'm not bragging. Huh. But, you know, sometimes I, uh, I human, find one. Human relationships. Human relationships right? with human people mm-hmm. uh, and... I always, this is like one of a few litmus tests for like if the relationship is, mm. is going to last, is to see if we can get through 
the entire Sopranos together. Really? That's a long one. I know. Most I know. people just play like a favorite movie or song. Yeah, but with me, I'm like, I'm in it for the long haul. Right. You know? I'm it's, trying an, to... it's an intense process exactly. to earn your love. Yeah, it really is. It's like <laughs> it's like interviewing at Google, you know? They, mm-hmm, they just mm-hmm. they put you through a fucking ringer That's before right. you can do but it. But the payoff is immeasurable. It's great really. because uh, the way that show ends with a black screen. Yeah, so it's Francesca. <laughs> That's the, the same relationship. That's the way the relationship exactly. is as well. Yeah, we're halfway into listening to "Don't Stop Believing," right. and then she breaks up. Am I dead? Or did it? Or exactly. Did it? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So, um, oh, I did want to ask. So, I feel like musicians are the last people anymore with like mystique. Do you mm. feel like it, it? It's gonna ruin your mystique uh, to be like a regular person talking about a TV well, show on do, a podcast. We, uh, musicians have mystique still <laughs> i feel like more i mean i mean every musician i know is on twitter like yeah ah, i'm sad today you yeah, know? yeah like i don't true. I, i'm not sure that mystique is really an option anymore um, yeah i yeah. don't i i certainly don't think that um uh, it is um uh, so no, to answer your question, we're doing everything, and I'm and me included. I feel like I'm a soldier in this and dismantling our mystiques. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. Um, the only way to have mystique, you have to have money, real money, to have mystique. Though, right. You know, yeah. because like everyone else looks at like social media as like a part of their job. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I, I, they, they kind of fucked up and started giving me some money. So now I like I tweet less. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like that, that's kind <laughs> yeah. of the that's the, that's, the, that's the bargain. The, there's a direct. Yeah. There's a direct impact where I'm just like you know i don't know if i i don't really even need to share this yeah. right you know yeah, like yeah. I, i'm okay maybe i'll just i'll just get on amazon and order something mm-hmm. right yeah I mean, it's such a weird thing where it's like you have three whiskeys and you're like well now i'm gonna go online and tell uh fucking nancy pelosi to fuck herself or something right. you yeah, know and, yeah, then, yeah. and then you regret it and then I, I, of course I, I i kid about the the the, the financial <laughs> relevance of the whole thing but the fact of the matter is is after however many years of Twitter, yeah, or or something like Twitter. I mean, Twitter is the one that I was engaged on, right? Right. You know? right. Um, uh, it, it you start to simply just see patterns, you know, and yeah. then you recognize yourself in the pattern, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm one of these, like, I'm yeah. doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's I'm like, doing self grandstanding yeah. tr- Twitter well, yeah, now. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like you know, a, a long time ago, it started to chip away in my head where I was like. You know what? I'm not sure that I'm even that qualified to say, like. Right. I, there I'm are not some even really, that. I'm not that mad yeah, anymore, really. Right. When you're following like real experts on something, yeah. And then the, and I was like, yeah. Should I chime in with like a <laughs> and be like, we've got to save the earth? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like I don't think there's anyone just waiting for me to say it. You right. Know what I mean, yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, um, I have that, and then the, but then there's also people that sort of shame you for not chiming in. Like oh, this yeah. week, it's like, right. man, like keep your you eye at? on who doesn't make a tweet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. That's yeah. like keep an eye on who doesn't, who isn't here. Uh, like, yeah, you know, like the idea of keeping, keep like watch someone closely mm-hmm. that isn't here. Right. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah, like, yeah. You know, watch for what they don't do. It's right, about the right. tweets they're not tweeting. Nah, exactly. Man, I, I, it's like I, jazz. I, listen, it, everyone's relationship to it is, is complicated, but yeah. but I. I guarantee you, if you've never done this, one of the most amazing things you can do as an adult in this in this decade is is get yourself download tweet aside uh-huh. and just erase every single fucking oh, yeah. tweet that oh. you've ever done. And it's not. I've been for looking an, for a program like that. It's called that. tweet aside. Tweet and, aside. And listen, 
it's not about hiding. It's about minimizing. Yeah, minimizing <laughs> yeah. risk. Min- no, minimizing uh-huh. interaction with yourself oh, and your stupid yeah. fucking ideas. In other yeah, words, yeah, like yeah. I didn't want to yeah. see some stupid shit that I wrote yeah. at four in the morning because I thought I was being funny, but mm-hmm. really I was just being super stoned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that come back and just. I don't even want to. I just don't want to talk to myself from five years ago. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah like yeah. I don't like. Yeah, that's yeah. all. It's not about. Yeah, there's a else. reason that you forgot you said a certain thing in 2009. Yeah, because it wasn't that interesting. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got to we got to do the theme song. It's time we to play start the theme every, song. every episode with the theme song. Yeah, we actually start every episode. You don't usually start it off with an in depth analysis of Twitter. No, we actually do, and then we like to play the theme song about ten minutes into the yeah, episode. That was our cold so, open. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good. Pod. 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. Literally, it's my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> I don't even know why the fuck you have a podcast. Just, just release the song. Yeah, it's just like honestly, we oh, should man. end. We should start and end every episode. That's like Eminem's mom spaghetti. Yeah, level. yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Damn. Man. So we're on episode eight, the legend of Tennessee Moltisanti. Yes, uh, and this mm. came out February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, little way back machine. Way back, February. What was going on in Top- February? February 1999. Top movies were 8mm, Payback, Ooh. Ooh. and The Other Sister. Payback. Oh, terrible movie. Payback? I didn't remember that no, movie. No, not that one. I was thinking about 8mm. Oh, sorry. okay. Payback, uh, that was uh, number one movie, one of the number one movies the week before, too. Mel Gibson, right? Mel Gibson was on top of his game. Yeah. You know? yeah. He had yet to uh, you know, be the most anti-Semitic motherfucker in the world <laughs> yeah. in public. Yeah. Um, 8mm, uh, that was the first introduction, at least, that I had. To Frank Sabatka from The Wire. Oh, mm-hmm. was he in the machine? He's the machine. Yes, he's yeah. The machine. Oh shit! I have not seen Eight Millimeter. That's right. Yeah. Uh, top songs were uh, rock song was Heavy by Collective Soul. All right. Pop was Angel of Mine by Monica, mm-hmm. and rap was Watch for the Hook by Cool Breeze, Outkast, Goody Mob with Witch Doctor. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Shout out ATL. Uh, yeah, a uh, few other headlines. Daryl Strawberry came back to spring training the day after he got chemo for uh, colon cancer. Damn, whoa, I missed that entire story I arc. did too, and I was like, wait, is he still alive? But apparently he survived colon cancer in 1999, and he's still alive. That's pretty good. Wow. That's pretty impressive. That's sad that we that I don't remember that at all. But yeah. I, but it, when, the second that anyone says Daryl Strawberry, I'm just like, cocaine. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know. That's fucked up. That, yeah. maybe that, that was the first thing Not I like triumph over terminal disease. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, other headlines: Serbs vow to keep Yugoslavia intact. Very important one. Yeah, that worked um, out. Yeah, it didn't work out for them. And then the the one article that I picked out to read a little bit of uh, is about the si- businesses that thrived on Seinfeld uh-huh. uh, going belly up because it was it's been a year since the Seinfeld finale at this point. There were businesses that were actually sustained by the existence of Seinfeld. Yeah. Other G- than Tom's Diner in New York. I mean, it's still there. Yeah, that's still there. What what what, what else? Yeah, what else? Not, what, not the soup. The uh, the soup. soup not- Jay Peterman is going belly up, and the notorious soup Nazi is trying to be nice. Less than a year after Seinfeld ended its nine-season run, some New York businesses made famous and rich by the show are having to fend for themselves. 
It was busy here when the show was on, said Jim Azal, manager at Mendy's, the East 34th Street Deli, where Jerry was forced to eat several times with his nemesis, Kenny Banya. We're still getting customers, but not as many. Uh, upscale, upscale clothier Jay Peterman was ordered to liquidate its assets last week. Damn. Until recently, Peterman had big plans for expansion and hoped to parlay the company's TV fame into a 70-store chain. That's crazy. I didn't know Jay Peterman was a real yeah, place. No idea. Not only that, yeah. you know who the c- c- CEO is? Jay Peterman? John Peterman. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of logic in that. Yeah. The urban sombrero. It's yeah. one that really tanked him. <laughs> It's crazy. crazy. I mean, you time. gotta wonder though, like how well the business was going before Seinfeld. You know, right. The, yeah. The, if you need the, Seinfeld to keep your business alive, it's probably not a it's good. It's not sign. a good business model. That's the worst no. business model. Although, I mean, for a while it was a great business model. I yeah, guess. it ended it was up just like there's out. no end yeah. to their to their fascination with themselves. Yeah. Until Jerry Seinfeld was like, "I'm out." That's the beauty of any kind of success is if you have any kind of su- success, you kind of just assume that you deserved it. And yeah. You're like yeah. this is never gonna end. This yeah. train. I'm riding this all the way to the top. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. And you did it all by yourself, Jay Peterman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Damn. I've never had any, so I've never had to worry about that. That's the best part about, yeah. about being totally unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so cool. that was what was happening back so then. The, Tough times. The episode synopsis. The episode synopsis of this episode. First of all, this episode is called The Legend of Tennessee Moltisanti, right. which is a shout out to Tennessee Williams, who we're going to... We're gonna get to in this episode. Yeah. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, we don't always get good guests on good episodes that yeah. we do. Some like last week, off episode for The Sopranos. This one is one of the best in the first season. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. It's, I agree. I think it's I think it's second to college. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, like there's stuff happening, and like you really, uh, it really makes every character look like a complete asshole. Which yeah. I think The Sopranos is at its best. When but it's it also really... has some major some major turning points yeah and actually yeah we'll get to it i'm sure you'll lead us down that path but yeah it was i'm glad you i'm glad i, I mean it's our first episode. it's our first chris heavy episode yeah you know and he's just, one of the best actors on the show he is. absolutely yeah he's so good and this episode in particular he really gets to like flex his mm-hmm. acting skills uh the synopsis is at the wedding of larry boy's daughter the boys found out that they're going to be indicted and make a premature exit to get rid of incriminating evidence at home Upset that he isn't getting the notoriety of other family members, an agitated Christopher has an ugly encounter with a bakery clerk, which is uh, the best scene, I think. This was a very Goodfellas-heavy episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Larry Boy, I forget his name in Goodfellas, but he plays, like, the guy who's, like, kind of nudging, being like, where's my cut? Mm -hmm. You know, I need a finder's fee. And then he eventually gets whacked. He's oh. the one who was like, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a lamist. He was, yeah. he was talking to Polly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, you right. know, this guy's an arch, uh, this guy's an arch criminal, uh, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, and then Christopher obviously shoots the, uh, the the bakery mm-hmm. clerk in the foot, which oh, is very sh- much like. A, incidentally, you notice who played the other guy, right? In yeah, the, he's from like the Hurt Locker and a few other. Oh no, things. no, no, no! You're talking about oh, Vito. Gino. Yeah. yeah, Gino is Vito Spadafore. First, exactly. First appearance of of Gino, uh, Joseph Ganascoli, and he. Uh, so the director is Tim Van Patten. Who also directed uh, the Johnny Cakes episode later, oh, in which really? uh, Gino, Great. which is yeah. one of my the one the ones that sticks out most in my mind. That's the only thing for me that that keeps me going with this podcast is knowing we're getting to better seasons and better episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that Johnny Cakes, that whole story arc is amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of story arcs, uh, this is a very arc-heavy episode for Chris Moltisanti. In fact, this is almost about, in a meta way, about his arc in the show and uh, his personal arc uh, in, in, in the series. Like, uh, let's get down to the Bada B stories. These are all of the things. You want me to do play the clip of uh, Christopher pondering his place in life? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> you ever feel like nothing good was ever going to happen to you? Yeah, and nothing did. So what? <laughs> I'm alive. I'm surviving. That's it. I don't want to just survive. It says in these movie writing books that every character has an arc. You understand? Like everybody starts out somewhere, and then they do something, something gets done to them, changes their life. That's yeah. So he goes on to sort of butcher the plot of uh, of the fugitive. Oh yeah. You know, that's honestly, right. man, I just I I would have watched a whole seven seven uh, season series of just Polly. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Straight up. If right. anyone ever deserved a spinoff show, it was Polly Walnuts. One hundred percent. They could call it Walnuts. It could be a multicam sitcom on, on NBC. I'd watch that shit. Walnuts and mm-hmm. Walnuts and the kid. Yeah. And it's just it's just him and a cute kid. <laughs> You know, it's like Polly Walnuts used yeah. to be a gangster. <laughs> I mean, that's, now he's, he's a family the man. dad of the house, a yeah. different type of family what? man. I mean, that's kind of the relationship he has with Christopher. Almost, that's the funny uh, aspect of the mob that you never think about is the fact that this, like, you know, twenty-four-year-old dude is like his closest buddy is this, like, you know gangster in his 50s yeah who is still kind of living the same life that he is yeah bachelor dude who's like spends a lot of time on his hair and yeah. just fucking he's like psyched. and he loves i love so much that scene because he loves his place in the world like he's like so okay <laughs> yeah. he's like, with of being, course i thought that yeah he's like listen i'm middle management and i fucking love it you know yeah. i get my dick sucked on the regular like he's <laughs> into it i like i love low expectations people because like that's just that's real like I feel like Chris is like kind of the beginning of the prototypical, uh, the way that the mainstream views millennials. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, he's absolutely. the beginning of that. Like he wants more out of life. He wants to be, and he thinks he wants deserves to be, to be famous. He, yeah. wants he wants to be, to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. He wants respect within like, uh, you know, the movie industry, but also respect in general within like the, the mafia. He just wants to be known. He wants to be known. Exactly. Yeah. He wants purpose. He wants direction. You know? like, he's literally jealous of his dead friend for being, <laughs> <laughs> for being called yeah. a soldier and being called an associate yeah and i love just the way they depict uh, even even though christopher has only written like 19 pages of a screenplay yeah like it's very accurate to anyone writing a screenplay where like the first thing you have to do is to tell everybody you know that, that you're, you're writing, writing a screenplay. screenplay yeah 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 and he gets the call from tony i'm literally like, doing that right now <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I swear to God. Like, I'm writing. Yeah. How yeah. do you, how do you, you know? Oh, I'm writing. I'm writing a screenplay. It's exciting. I'm, I'm going to write it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. it's like a lot of times it's trying to keep yourself uh, like on your own back where you're trying to like keep yourself, uh, prom- make promises to yourself by telling other people so that they'll keep you uh, yeah. honest about it. Uh, can I just mention real quick about yeah. Christopher's art? The thing that I love about this episode is that 
it's like a slow it's a slow burn it's a simmer yeah. like every time christopher kind of tries to reach for a little bit of recognition yeah. he just gets shit on yeah. by somebody whoever's yeah. around him even if he's like they're looking for bugs in the bathroom and the yeah. other dude is like scrubbing the toilet and he's like ah the brendan falone he's not yeah. a fucking he was like i brought brendan falone around yeah. here and the dude was like huh oh, i didn't I did not know that i didn't know that i didn't huh. know that and then he goes back to yeah. just fucking <laughs> trying to find shit but just like but just more like you know just 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 more uh, um, you know, affirmation that, yeah. that Christopher's suspicions are right, and that mm-hmm. nobody actually considers him to be particularly dangerous or interesting. Yeah, yeah. not even at like, the oh bank man, bank. I'm going to be fucked. They're going to be coming after me, and the dude's just like, why? Yeah, 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 come yeah, after yeah, you. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. yeah, you're fine. Don't worry. He's uh, he's the Rodney Dangerfield of the fucking New Jersey crew. <laughs> like he just he's he's just wherever he goes, he gets shit on. Gets no respect. <laughs> no respect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and the the thing that leads him down this path is that they find out they're at a wedding first scene yeah and they well no the first scene is a dream sequence right that's true yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Which, one of the greatest sequences yeah. too in the, in the whole series i think this is by far the best dream sequence that we've Th- had that so we've had far. on the show yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it's like and it's funny because they kind of stopped doing dream sequences for characters outside of tony of tony like occasionally they'll have mm-hmm. like a calm dream sequence and and whatnot but like this was this is Chris's I think only ever dream sequence in the entire mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's great. It's like that was kind of the model for all the other dream sequences after that point. Mm-hmm. He sees Emil Kolar yeah. in the meat store. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's like, "Have you ever had our sausages?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then he we he, love pork in Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had our sausages? He just keep saying it over and over again. He sees uh, he sees aid uh, just. Just fucking like oh Ukraine maybe yeah just, no it's uh it's Czech Republic that oh, it was yeah. Czech, I, I put yeah. Yugoslavia in your head when we yeah did the it's easy yeah. to push it in my head too when yeah you, when I'm this stone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah then he uh, yeah aid is like I, I don't know is it a kielbasa I don't know what she's sucking on early mm-hmm. on in that dream sequences and then it turns to calm it's like mm. it's that really like you know abstract painting type feeling mm-hmm. of of the dream sequence I love the use of sound too the, the yeah. you know the the, the uh, you know the chaos of shit blowing around him, yeah, and the and and the you know redubbing the, the mm-hmm. you know the 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 voices and and cutting out all the yeah. the extra sound was just this really detached dreamy feeling. Yeah, and it's like th- this wasn't. I mean, the other dream sequences are just like you know Tony can't find his penis and like, right. he sees Melfi uh, blowing him instead of his Gumar, but like this one. Uh, it's clever for a dream sequence. It's unexpected, but it also has real world consequences yeah. because it's like Emil Kolar telling mm-hmm. him that he fucked up and he's going to get caught. It actually advances the plot. They yeah. actually react. He right. actually reacts to it. Yeah. 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 And it, it's interesting too because he ends up like, he ends up taking, like, unburying the body with, uh, what's that character's name? Mike? The the one who uh, who works at the at the club and always gets like beaten yeah, with the phone. Yeah, he's so and shit. good. He's I so love good. it. He's like the just the general punching bag. If you're mad, <laughs> you know, he's like the guy who just beat the shit. Tony out just of. yeah, like once a month, just hauls <laughs> off and just beats his ass for no reason. And he's like this big buff guy with tattoos. R- right. Who was like they put him in this bouncer position, but secretly he's got like a sensitive soul. Yeah, he's just, yeah. Like, a, he's just like a sensitive Yeah, he's dude. like, I write poetry, but no one wants to listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that leads into the wedding 
where they find out that they're about to be indicted. Yeah. And then there's this great scene where all the mob guys are grabbing their uh, wives and girlfriends like by the upper arm, being like, hey, we got to go. We got to put your drink down. Which was very much a Goodfellas uh, yeah. homage, exactly. I, I thought. you know, yeah. Yeah, Same was... with the, uh, I mean, that goes into them like taking the money out from out from the ceiling, which I think that almost exact scene happens in Goodfellas. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Similar maybe, yeah. And uh, this also, in terms of, like Livia, this is a very uh, Livia being terrible episode. Like she, every scene well, with this her. Is the, so this yeah. is the episode yeah. in which she tells Junior yeah. that her son was seeing a psychiatrist. Yeah. And that sets off the rest of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. why, I, that, so this was on the low, an incredibly pivotal episode. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Right. And I think that if this was a uh, prestige TV now, they would have let that storyline like simmer for probably like eight episodes. Right. Where, like in Breaking Bad, the, the mom would have found out that he's going to a shrink and then maybe like five episodes later, uh, it, she would let it slip. And this, it's like last episode she found out. Yeah, this, this episode, episode she's already... Junior. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And also the way they did it too was in this perfect way where you're still... And this happens throughout the entire uh, Livia story arc. You're never sure if she's like trying to get Tony killed or she's just like right, complaining. because she leaves... Be, be, because she intentionally leaves it ambiguous right you know, she you know she's like what do i have to say it again yes yeah, yeah. and then she's like but i don't want anything to happen right to yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, and it's just like yeah she's some sort of like machiavellian genius and the best know? thing my, my wife pointed this out to me we were talking about it earlier today in preparation and uh <laughs> i'm glad you do prep most most of our guests do you know at least two weeks of prep <laughs> two three hours of yeah, prep. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um no but we were talking about it um and uh and she said the the best part about that and I, I think I agree with her is that um is that it really wasn't about anything except that like somehow she thought that Tony was talking about her. You yeah. Know, like complaining, yeah. complaining right. about right. her. Like, that was you know? the whole thing. I don't think she wanted him killed in that moment. But I she think... was putting it out there yeah. knowing that that was maybe what would happen. She knows and, it's and, a possibility. Hey, but don't kill him. But yeah, yeah. but you know yeah, it's, it's, it's probably talking about me. He's probably saying mean things about me. Which for her, I think is enough for her to be like, fuck it. If he dies, he dies. Which is like, <laughs> she's she's such like a, a fucked up human being. There's like, I just love the the very beginning. They kind of allude to uh, kind of her being a, like a, a snitch. Yeah. At the very beginning um, when she runs into uh, what's, what's... Larry the, Boy Barisi. L- Larry Boy, yeah. So I got a clip of that. Oh, Mama Olivia, go must die, darling. Listen to him without my darling. I am nobody's darling. This one here, she never disappoints you, I tell you that. Are you still seeing your other women, Lorenzo? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's just amazing. You took that as, as an inference that she was a snitch? I think so. I think well, I, for the first time I, I watched it, I was a little bit confused because I, I thought she was like playfully flirting with him like he was for her. But then I realized... No, she's mentioning like his mistresses, like while his daughter's <laughs> getting married. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all right, literally a snitch in that regard, but yeah. but you're not implying that 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 it's it's he's that there's a deeper. I I just think that's the type of person she is. She's gonna say oh, yeah. something yeah. real personal about you that's like a secret. Mm-hmm. She's out loud. She's a gossip. She's an she's Italian go- grandmother. She wants yeah. to know everybody's business, and she might like let something slip at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> sure. exactly. And that that to me was foreshadowing to her eventually just being like, oh, and by the way, he's seeing a psychiatrist. Yeah, and yeah. then it also. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. The definitely. other big subplot is just Italians having uh, mommy issues. Uh, oh yeah. And 
And so I mean, that's the whole series. That's the series, <laughs> right? But we get into that. So we get into that with Doctor Melfi's family. We meet her family for the first time. Yeah. Oh, was this the first one? Yeah, See, I'm working backwards. I'm in season four, so this right. Is, yeah, I, I forgot that this is chronologically the first. Yeah. Like they've yeah, introduced yeah. her boyfriend, but now we meet like her ex-husband, who she's weirdly still like having dinner with. Yeah, uh, which is weird. And uh, it's not weird, man. <laughs> yeah. Some weird adults for my just parents. who have children just respect each other. Sure. Even if they sure. don't love each other anymore. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, that was definitely not the case in my family. <laughs> nor mine. But I'm sure that that's the case somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I got a little clip of that uh, where Dr. Melfi and her husband uh, are finding out, or, or, well, her husband's uh, talking about uh, Tony Soprano as one of her patients. Yeah. Um, two clips. Nobody makes skin so gravy like you, Nana. You know I'm up at Bard waiting for my care package. And I hate this kid. I, I, know, it. So I got it. Can we pause it <laughs> yeah. real quick? Yeah. The introduction <laughs> of her may son. be the least likable character in the entire series. Yeah, and, and other characters murder people for yeah, no reason. Yeah. And I hate him the most. Yeah, no, he may be the least likable character. He was, it, and he's barely in the fucking show. Yeah, and it's it's like I can't tell if he was terribly written or if the... If, if the no, I kind of think that he was supposed to be that way. I really yeah. do. I think that he was supposed to... Be this sort of like half entitled kind of yeah dick, yeah you know like just, oh yeah who's smart yeah and, 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 and he's but, the son of like two obnoxious intellectuals he's the prodigal yeah. fail son but that's the thing like yeah. if you've ever met anybody whose parents were psychiatrists mm. like yeah you, you know that they're they're fucked up yeah yeah they're yeah, fucked yeah, yeah. Up. the that's beauty true. of the Melfi family is they're almost like critiquing the show as it's happening yeah. which feels very true to, to you know show. psychiatrists mm. in oh, general yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also like I've lived my entire life uh, as Vince Mancini I've never heard the slur Ginzo before yeah neither had I nah I noticed that today and I was like I, it took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second to understand. I needed the context. I needed it to like be yeah. explained to me that that was a right. A, a, you know, a because pejorative. They, said, they said it was Guinea, and I was like, oh, I've heard that. I've never mm -hmm. heard Ginza. Oh, they explain it because they're the Melfies. Yeah. Where's the just, fence? Oh, sorry. This shit just didn't feel right coming from him. I thought that no. it was a little bit of a bad piece of writing. I yeah. Guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that that was natural. Like, yeah, because it was like, what? Have, this asshole is the first person to say Ginzo out loud. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You'd have to grow up in the fifties to even hear Ginzo. <laughs> Right, and then like, what does that mean, Mom? It's like I don't think you'd say the word if you didn't know what it meant. Like, how would you start with that? Yeah, son, how dare you speak that pejorative and <laughs> and, and, and you know, <clears throat> I love the colloquialism for you know insulting Italian Italian Americans. Italian -Americans. It, it, uh, I every time that Melfi and her either her friends or her family get together, um, or actually anyone on the show mentions like uh, being offended as Italian Americans, uh, it just warms my heart. Cause it's like one of those things in the show where they're they're only woke on this one thing, which is that their their own group of people of course, of course. being <laughs> having But a, I mean it's like Joe it's like, it's like Joe Pesci in uh, in Goodfellas up yeah. there. He's like she's they're racist against Italians. Can yeah. you believe it in this yeah. day and age? In this day yeah. and age. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I a Jew it. broad, racist against <laughs> Italians. You know, like And then later Tony gets into the uh the anti Italian stuff. Pass the mushroom. Oh, yeah. see. Hello. We have a vow. I've been right, and you'll be proud of it. Jesus Christ, you think there never was a Michelangelo where they treat people. <laughs> Did you know that an Italian invented the telephone? Alexander Graham Bell was Italian? You see? You see what I'm talking? Antonio Meucci invented the telephone and he got robbed. Everybody knows that. Everybody. Who invented the mafia? 
There's just a lot of grievance politics. No, but yo, yeah. this scene, is, the reason why this scene is amazing is because it goes on for like another two minutes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like they draw it out so long where he just, it's just the, it's probably the longest, driest conversation in the whole series. Yeah, if just he, about different just Italian Americans. Just like, no matter what they say, they're just trying to come up with different, different right. you know. Yeah. It's like someone just read the Wikipedia entry about <laughs> famous Italians. <laughs> Uh, which actually leads into uh, is, one of our other is this, segments. Is this, is, this is probably a pre-Wikipedia yeah, that's oh, experience, yeah. isn't that's, it? That's very true. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, this leads into one of our other segments, uh, Malapropism Corner. Yeah. Uh, and this is just one of the funniest AJ moments, I think. Oh, yeah. And I won't tell you about Sacco Vanzetti either. The two Antichrists. I got the electric chair in Massachusetts. <laughs> Anarchists. Isn't it Antichrist? There were two innocent men who got the chair because they were Italian. How can there be two Antichrists? There was only one Christ. <laughs> so? Of course. <laughs> I mean, valid point. No, I thought I thought you were, I thought you were gonna go to the other part where he was like, "Can you just fuck the sh- shut the oh, fuck yeah, up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah we yeah. got a little of that either. Who invented the mafia? What? La Cosa Nostra. Who invented that? Who cares? Wasn't it Salvatore Lucana, better known as Charlie Lucky Luciano, who organized the five families? Lucchese, Gambino, Bonanno, Profaci. Is there something you want to say to me? I just like history, yeah. like you, Dad. Can you just shut the fuck up about it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I gotta say, too, the reaction oh, to that, it, usually the reaction to uh, AJ saying a cuss word is, oh! Yeah. But in this one, they were like, yeah, no, could you just yeah. shut the fuck up about it? You got a point. You got a point. Yeah, you gotta hand him. Yeah, it, like, ah, man, he really got that one off. Like, I I, I definitely root for AJ every, like, yeah. like, sometimes. Like, I, I feel bad for AJ, man, because like, he's in this position where he is just, he's so soft. Mm-hmm. And like just... he's in this family where he, you know, they they kind of allow him to be soft, but every once in a while, Tony beats the shit out of him for doing it. It seems like they almost experimented. Like he's not as soft as he gets. Like, yeah, I, like yeah. that's the thing. He gets softer and softer. Yeah. Like in this season, they kind of had him. They were flirting with him being a bully. They right. Were flirting right, right. with him being like a fighter. Yeah. You know possibly I mean? one day even being in the family. Something. In the mafia. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then I like the fact that they decided, like, no, let's just make him just a pussy's pussy. You right. Know? Like, let's, like, <laughs> let's just like yeah. really get to the core of what being a pussy is, and like, and, and this is him. You know. Yeah. I mean, this was so perfect. Uh, he's just like at this point, he's just like a, a junior high, new metal loving. Yeah, Mario Kart playing shithead. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's speaks like speaks to my junior high. My experience. generation, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but the can you just fuck shut, the, shut the fuck up about it? <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, so Matt, uh, do you want to want to do a little? It's the '90s. Yeah, because this was also once again being the first season of Sopranos, a very '90s episode. So we're gonna get to the segment. It's the '90s. It's the '90s. Parents are supposed to discuss sex with their children. It's the '90s. It's, it's the '90s. <laughs> '90s. <laughs> So uh, the the big thing I noticed for this one in particular in terms of 90s-ness uh, was there was, number one, a blockbuster shout-out. Yeah. Oh, I got that. That's that's great where Christopher is, is, uh, talking is, about how is much mythologizing. He He's talking about how much he loves movies, and that leads into him uh, just mythologizing blockbusters. Right. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. yeah. Right. I have never seen you apply yourself like this. I love movies. You know that. That smell in Blockbuster, that candy and carpet smell, I get high off. I'm gonna let all this love and knowledge go to waste. My cousin Gregory's girlfriend, Amy, the one that works for Tarantino, said, mob stories are always hot. I can make my mark. A Tarantino reference. I mean, obviously Tarantino was for sure transcended the 90s, but at the time, in terms of, you know, 90s he's the guy he's the guy another subtler reference was uh the computer yes that, that christopher yes. gives uh, as a wedding present is a compact presario oh, uh, and and just in general what's that what's the that's just that's a very nice computer uh, yeah but oh. uh, to me w- where the computer shit was very 90s was uh the idea that like no one knew how to write about computers <laughs> yeah. so I've, I've got i even got the screenwriting program y- yeah. yeah yeah i was hoping that i thought was it gonna... would do most of it for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's gonna be an app for write an entire screenplay <laughs> but uh the there's this conversation that, that they have when you see computer working on the uh, on on his script and he deletes some text that uh he and aid have that i'm like man this is this is not how people talk about computers so here we go adriana it ain't my whole script now you're still on the file you must have deleted the text the fuck whatever whatever you fucking asshole all right stop with the stereo would you please There. The text came back. 17 keystrokes. You put it in buffer memory. I, I, you, you put, put it, it in buffer memory. You, lo- you put it in, of course, everyone knows about buffer oh. memory. Like, like at the time, everyone was like, that's real computer talk. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. These guys are on it. Yeah, she must be good at computer. Uh, it's just that you uploaded it to the mainframe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were supposed to put it in buffer memory. You didn't enhance. <laughs> That was the big problem. Yeah, I just love, you know, because like the whole, you know, personal computer thing was happening. You know, Yo, well, they've the, never gotten computers right, no matter what era. Yeah, that's it just true. doesn't matter what fucking era it is. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. people that got computers right were pro- honestly the only. Yeah. It was probably war games. Yeah, I haven't seen war games. <laughs> oh. Is that a good war game? Yeah, Matthew Broderick is... almost starts uh, World War Three or something. Oh, for real? Yeah, because of the computer. Because of the computer, yeah, yeah, he fucks up. Yeah, he messes up with yeah. the computers. I've, is that the '80s one where he's still a kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that'll yeah. be a whole other podcast. That we uh, do. Another Just... reference is, is to uh, AJ's downloaded porn. Oh yeah, because you know you had to download porn back then. I know, couldn't just stream it. Before streaming, it was tough. It was tough. Boot your computer, the cops are coming. So? You want them to see all that porno you downloaded? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's my 
password. My social. This is so crazy because like uh, I actually uh, I went back uh, to my parents' house and I found my old computer, like my old desktop, mm-hmm. and uh, I had my brother take out the uh, the hard drives. It was like I want to see what's in that man. It's been Ooh. years. And I found my old porn stash of like <laughs> porn that I had downloaded, and like I forgotten that like w- we're talking like maybe you know 2000, 1999. Uh-huh. classic porn. I, most of the shit I downloaded was just people squeezing their titties. <laughs> it was just like girls, like they weren't they weren't even yeah. fucking. Mm-hmm. It was just titty squeezing the yeah. whole time. That's I, what you wanted to see at like, that point. Like mm. seven different videos <laughs> of just someone squeezing their titties. Well, the thing is, is that you know by the time the uh, the 35 minute JPEG load you know was yeah. up, <laughs> right? Yeah. You didn't really know. It was like you didn't know until it was downloaded. Yeah, yeah. right. It was you, like, well, yeah. okay, that's you uh, hope for the best. Yeah, you roll the dice. Yeah, you get you know, a, you, you know, got a, you got a free day. You got a few it, pictures. Exactly. That was like vi- getting visited by the ghosts of Jack Off's past. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just like so many spent fucking ropes on, <laughs> on just people squeezing their titties together. And you know, my tastes have changed a bit. Sure, sure. I mean, you know, not in that way though. Well, I still like to squeeze the titties, but I also <laughs> like the butts now, as, <laughs> as was mentioned. You've before. grown. I've grown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really evolved. Yeah, as a character. Lots, that's your arc. That's my arc. As <laughs> 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 I got into to booty, but. Uh, yeah, this is very, you know, 90s episode per use. Um, I was like releasing an album at the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is 98, yeah. Was it not about. Was it 98 or 99? 99. This is 99, yeah. Oh, okay, no, I wasn't doing shit in 99. <laughs> you, were, you just released an album. And my group had just broken up in 99. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And now look at you, dude. Now look at my group. Yeah, it's a good group, dude. Suck it, past. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what else we got here? Uh, one of the, I think, premier scenes in this, and we mentioned it before, is the bakery scene with Chris Moltisanti. Of course. Uh, where, first of all, we see a character named Gino, mm-hmm. who is played by Joseph uh, Gan- what is it, Ganascoli, mm-hmm. uh, who later will went ultimately on- become another yeah. pivotal character. Yeah, yeah. Which is something that you know, recasting happened a lot in The Sopranos it's early true. on. You know, like well, he's still the same guy. He is Gino he, in both cases. Like his name doesn't change. No, Vito. No, it's, it's, Gene? it's Gino. It's Gino, and he's then Vito. it's Vito. He's Vito. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Vito's different guy they recast. All right, all right. What kind of Sopranos podcast? I thought. I mean, is this? the name's so close to the same I mean, thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. You're racist against Italians. Yeah, clearly, in this day and age, dude. I, wow, can't believe it. Unbelievable. But yeah, this is a, a fucking amazing scene because it's it's the culmination. It's like the climax of the of the I don't get no respect plot for for um for Chris cuz yeah. he's like and i love his calm detachment when he's yeah. like when he's like no listen i just i really want to know yeah genuinely mm-hmm. do i is it that i look like i'm not dangerous <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. cuz i have a gun yeah, so yeah. just explain to me why it is yeah. like i just i got to know like, yeah. all right i'm just going to and the whole the whole time he's doing it you can tell he's really thinking about it all like yeah. it's it's sort of bothering him and he's just he's really mm-hmm. preoccupied with yeah. it but at the same time <laughs> pointing a gun yeah. like and he's like relatable at first like you yeah, kind of yeah, think yeah. you're not sure if he's going to actually pay for the pastries because yeah. you're like he just wants to know yeah. why this guy's not respecting him. Yeah. yeah, and so I've got I've got a bit of that scene uh, on audio here. Can I get you? Some um. Whoa, whoa, number thirty-four, right here. He was in line, man. He just went out to go get gas in his car. Oh, so I could go out, fuck your sister, come back Saturday, I go to the front of the line. I said he could. Hey, poppin' fresh, I'm in no fucking mood today. I'm next. Now get a fucking pastry box. I love he calls him pop. All right, let me have uh, two new Paul and loaves. You touch uh, a single fucking crust, you're going to wish you took that job at McDonald's. 
Fuck you. Okay, take a walk. But my bread. You come back in 10 minutes. But my bread. Hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Now get up. I'm not gonna hurt you. What is it? What is it? Do I look like a pussy to you? No. I'm serious. Be honest. I won't get mad. No. No. So why the fuck would you give me a hard time and talk to me like I'm nothing to worry about? I, I'm, I'm sorry. Get a pastry box. Move it! That's better. Now fill it with cannoli, schwiedel, and napoleons. Should maybe want to try Next time you see my mm -hmm. face, maybe want to try show some respect. I will. Ah! Right in the foot. You, you never had a pony. You shut my foot. It happens. Oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> see, I've had Spuliadel, but I didn't know how to pronounce it. Oh yeah. What is it? It's uh well, I actually have it written down. It's sometimes called a lobster tail in English, a shell-shaped filled Italian pastry native to Campania. Mm. It's just like this uh it's got like stuff on the inside and mm. then like mm. a bunch of like thin kind of filo doughy mm. crusts coming yeah. out of it. Damn. Yeah. Sounds good. Yes. I don't think I know what, what are Napoleons then? Napoleons are the um if I'm not mistaken, aren't they the the, the flat it's just like a layered thing right it's, it's kind of like, like a layers, dessert I think. yeah like uh, a dessert lasagna kind of thing square type of thing yeah uh, um i used to live in a pretty italian neighborhood in, my, in the when i was like 19 i lived in a pretty italian neighborhood nice and yeah but um isn't that interesting yeah, um, yeah, 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 no, yeah. I was into it. that's the type of stuff i just can come up with <laughs> on the fly <laughs> you know that's why i'm a hot guest um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. I, th I thought this was a. I thought this. I thought. Um, it's like a social. Like he honestly. So you didn't wants get the. You didn't get the self-referential thing there when no, it's when, when it's Spider from no, Goodfellas shooting someone in the foot. Just, oh, that was, that was like shit. The first it is. Thing. It's, it's like That's Spider's. Really interesting. Spider's revenge, man. He's yeah. Like, now he's in charge and shooting people. Yeah, in the he is. I never right, fucking spider. thought of that. That's yeah. incredible. I, I don't know why that didn't occur to me. This is um, why you're in the critic business, or as the Yiddish guy said in the pre previous episode. And the cryptic biz. Yeah. See, I I, I huh. just keep ready with the clips, dude. Yeah, that's, that's good. Sick. That's why I get paid. No, yeah. I honestly, nothing. I watched that and I was like, I feel like this is too self-referential, but apparently not. No, no, no. Because I, I didn't get apparently that. there are assholes out there who didn't pick up on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple of idiots right here. But the, yeah, that you're right. This was like in terms of like mentioning uh, and like alluding to Goodfellas. It was mm -hmm. a very Goodfellas heavy episode. True. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, it, that pretty much seals the deal. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because it's like uh, the, this. if you look at the scenes between Melfi's family and, uh, and the Sopranos family when they're at dinner, Melfi's family is like Kind of filled with a little bit of self hatred for oh, yeah. for Italians in a way. Not because kind of filled. I mean the fuck. Yeah. So the whole. I mean, and and, that, and that's a great exchange between Melfi and her ex husband, where yeah. she's just like, she's like, all of the suffering and the death and the starvation in the world, and your primary focus is on defending the honor of like Italian, you know, the, yeah. the image of Italian mm -hmm. Americans, right? Exactly. Because that's literally what he's involved in. It, that's like his yeah. charity is yeah. like right. He's part of a group of people that. Are offended by the yeah. portrayal of Italian Americans like as gangsters and in, in, in culture. Yeah. Peak liberalism. He's yeah. like the guy who makes it his pet issue to uh, worry about like circumcision. He's right. Like the, it's just the really interesting too. They really put the audience into the show. They wrote the audience into the show, right. and they had them debate each other. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah. And, and and the and the 
no one comes out, you know, no one comes out clean Looking, on yeah, it. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you know, Melfi is, um, Melfi is not pretentious. Yeah. She does, she's not, um, you know, uh, she, she, she's not, she's not in, an elite. elite. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, she, you know, she understands that there are more than different types of people and she understands that there are complicated motives for the yeah. reason that people do stuff. And, and yet at the same time, she's morally compromised. Right. And, and, exactly. And, and then you have her husband who is, you know, Overly sensitive about you know and and yeah. o- overly in a, you know, an elitist and 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 pretentious and and kind of annoying and yet falling yeah. on the correct side of morality and like you know right. it's just yeah. cool I, mean, I like that yeah and he's and not wrong he's and like there's wrong. this whole thing with Tony and Carmela especially Carmela where they're kind of constantly pondering what their lives would be like if they hadn't you know gone into a life of crime and so also this is the most gangster carmela's been in the whole show so right. far yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is the first time that they show carmela is down with this mm-hmm. shit yeah. like she knows there's guns in the ceiling and right. money in the ceiling yeah like and she, she's she'll she'll make herself like complicit in stuff that you yeah. wouldn't think she would be like she right. she's goes, like the wedding ring and yeah, he's like yeah. it's not so that's so, yeah. it's like shit <laughs> yeah that was that's great. the wedding ring that's all right and he's like uh, no. Like, oh, what kind of person do you no, think I am? By the yes. way, but it's it's just showing them as yeah. you know, it's tempting to be like, well, if if he hadn't gone into a life of crime, everything would be so much better. And then you see like Melfi's uh, family, and you're yeah. like, no, they're still assholes too. Right? Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> kind of choose between two types, like yeah, of which asshole. flavor of asshole do you want? to Yeah, become? yeah. It yeah, also yeah. is a it is a real for me like you know it it is a pivotal moment in the development of Car- just that one scene in Carmela because you know from that point on yeah. that a lot of the sort of sanctified ideas mm-hmm. that she has, a lot of the, her perspective or, or her, her projection of who she wants to be yeah. as, a, as, a, as a person is sort of built on bullshit yeah. as, as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, um, yeah. And it makes her character I mean, she, uncomfortable. She literally goes to visit Livia in order to take her out and Livia knows, like, there's a reason you want me <laughs> right. out of here. Yeah. What's going on? She keeps, like, prying. And she's like, no, I just want to go out with my mother-in-law. Is that such a big in deal? In this day and age, can a person go <laughs> out with a mother-in-law? It was two hustlers who were at a standstill. Yeah. And, 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 and that's all it was. Like, they both knew that they were full of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They both knew the other one was full of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 it was a battle of wills. Yeah, and and meanwhile, it's just Tony's waiting in the wings in order to make sure that he can like hide whatever shit yeah. he's got hidden. And that's like the real unglamorous mobster shit when you have to hide like yeah. your life savings in your mom's hat box. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And a gun. Yeah, and a couple <laughs> yeah. of guns. A couple, <laughs> couple yeah. of guns. A few of those. Yeah. And also, like I mentioned before, that, that that scene is interesting to me as a musician and as a guy who does who scores stuff now um, and and has worked in that field. Like it's it and knows the series had kind of abandoned using a bunch of music in scenes as a sort of um, uh, you know um, expository you know mechanisms. Right. You know, like they, yeah. they, it, it, it ultimately ended up that they might use a, a piece of music at the end of an episode, right? Um, right. To kind of give a you know to sort of as foreshadowing or as or as some or as a statement. Yeah. But this one in that scene when when he's outside. It, they also they had access to a lot of weird '90s electronic music. Yeah, like, it was yeah. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I don't know what it was. It was probably like 
I don't know, Chemical. Dust Brothers. Yeah, I was going to say. You know yeah, I mean? like, the theme songs is like Dust, bro, very Dust Brothers. But I mean, yeah. even like that music, where, where, where it was rare that you see a character running around and doing something and they're playing music. During, yeah. You know, yeah, where yeah. it's not where it's not just playing in the car or it's not playing in a restaurant. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it, they, were still, they were still figuring out the format and what they wanted to do and how they wanted right. to use everything, including right. music. Including music, yeah. yeah. And then, it, you know, uh, this... You know, ends with that cake song and like mm-hmm. you know, it's like good song, great song. I mean, they, it's very uh, oh, the Frank Sinatra yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. Very, I actually downloaded that yeah. after like last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's very deliberate use of of music in the show on the, the, the on the internet. I downloaded that. Oh, so, yeah. Right well, off yeah. the mainframe, dude. Right, down, right <laughs> now yeah. you had to get into I the mainframe. In, yeah, now it's in your buffer you memory. Yeah, you weren't in right. buffer memory. I brought it from buffer memory. And that comes from the, when they're talking about famous Italians. It ends with them being like, "And Francis Albert," which yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Not, I was Frank like too Sinatra. dumb to realize they meant Frank, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, until oh, I, like, yeah, I looked didn't it up. Know that. Yeah, and then they played it at the end, and I was like, "Okay, Frank, you yeah, now." Wait, I get Sinatra it. was a made-up name. No, I think Albert was his middle name. Like oh. they were on such uh, terms with Sinatra that they called him, you know. Oh like yeah, Vladimir oh. Ilyanov. You know right, when the yeah, Russians yeah. use the Franny A. Yeah, <laughs> old Fran. Yeah, I, I also just real quick. Um, I love anytime Livia is just randomly racist. Oh and, yeah, and this episode in particular, <laughs> she is racist against the Irish. So here we go. Who is it? I'm sleeping. Oh, come on in. Uh, I I just said that in case you were that snooty-ass Mrs. Ryan down the hall. Oh, she is so shanty Irish. And with all her ears. (laughs) My favorite type of racism is racism towards the Irish. Yeah, mine too. There's just something about it. It's just so, like, old school and quaint. feels so pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a real, it's just that white-on-white hate. Uh (laughs) You're just like, I cannot relate to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like differentiating between the the shades. But there are many shades of white. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I think also uh, we we eventually get to the point in this episode where, you know, like you mentioned, LP, uh, Livia spills the beans, spills the tea Mm -hmm. on Tony. And uh, I don't know if you actually have a a clip of all that. I decided not to because I was way more interested in what was going on in the background. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As a stand-up comic, my favorite thing about this show is how much disdain they show for stand-up comedy. It's like the proper amount. I feel like yeah, the, I, the whole time amount. I was just... but, but everyone involved, including the audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the audience, uh, the writers of the show, David uh, Chase, uh, uh, the actor playing it. Like, I just love that I mean, because how many times have you seen a comedian at a bad gig who like you 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 want to uh, empathize with him because yeah. you're like obviously this is a no win situation right. that he's in but also he's just making it so much worse yeah. because he's like doing a joke about Rashomon yeah. to like an audience <laughs> of senior citizens and then reacting in this sort of disdainful sarcastic yeah. like yeah. oh great I guess I'm just alone up here you know <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. I guess well, I'm the asshole yeah yeah oh I'm the asshole yeah. okay All right. and I've seen comedians do that I so swear many to times. God I saw an entire comedy night of people doing that that's oh, what they straight, do straight and I was like. You're Guys, you can't, 
you, you, the, like the self hatred, right. like it doesn't work. You have to make me laugh first. Like, oh, yeah. that, like I'm not gonna laugh at the at the, the fact that I'm not laughing. Right, no, exactly. I'm, a, I'm like a connoisseur of of like defensive uh, comedian one liners <laughs> yeah. where they tell a joke that bombs and then they blame the audience for it. It's my favorite yeah. thing ever. Where they'll be like, "Oh, I guess no one here went to college." Yeah, or just yeah. like, uh. "Oh, that one's a slow burn. You guys will get that on the ride home." Where it's like you're you get that when you grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're being very pedantic <laughs> to people because they didn't laugh at your shitty joke. Yeah, you it's point great. to the one person who's smiling yeah. and be like, yeah, yeah, you and I are on the same page. That yeah, one yeah. works great in port cities. Yeah. <laughs> where this we guy. know other cultures, yeah. you know? Left side of the room gets it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I've got some of that and it just, I love it. I could eat it up. And how about Dr. Goldman over here? Originally, he was going to be a tree surgeon, but he fainted at the sight of sap. It's <laughs> a good sap, joke. Sap, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> sap, ladies and gentlemen. Pace yourselves. Don't spend it all on plates. <laughs> Movie night, right? Last week they showed the Polish version of Rashomon. Everybody remembers the rape exactly the same. The 60s. What's the matter with you, Carano? Your children. Headache. The 60s. It's so perfect. Oh, it's so perfect. Uh, now, tonight on our show, we have Mitzi Gaynor, Sergio Frankie, and a woman from France who will pull a string of light bulbs out of her husband's throat. This woman can relate. <laughs> Just, oh, I love it. Because, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, like I rewatched, uh, what was it, Scarface? Uh -huh. And, you know, they got that, uh, they got Richard Belzer scene in there where he's like doing stand up comedy at the, the club before it gets shot up. And, like, if there's one thing I hate more than anything, it's like people writing a stand up comic into their movie or show or whatever, and they're crushing. Right. Yeah. Because that's just like, it's because number one, the comedy they're doing is usually garbage because it's mm -hmm. written by the screenwriter and it's not like, you know, no comic is burning actual material. And, and number two, it's just like, I, I, it just doesn't feel real. You there know? feels like a deep knowledge of stand-up comedy in that scene. Right, and exactly. Th and I remember, on your point, like I remember specifically an episode of Full House where they go to see uh, Joe, Uncle Joey, do comedy. Yeah, and he's crushing with like cut it out, and then like the chipmunk, the chipmunk. Yeah, bit, and they're all, and it's just like shots of them smiling. And yeah, like, this is so bad. No yeah. one will be laughing yeah, at this. It's bullshit. Do you yeah. ever? Do you ever? Do you ever watch Fame? Remember the TV oh, show Fame? Like very vaguely. Yeah, I think the few years that I have on you guys is, 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 is <laughs> was literally when Fame was out on TV, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'll never forget that they had a great episode of a of a stand up. It was one of the dudes deciding to be a stand up comedian and going, and all of his friends coming out for his first big performance, and everyone just like laughing hysterically, yeah. bringing the house down. And then he went out like the next night. And, and oh yeah, now just, he's famous. And I've since then seen that so many times. Like yeah, it's it's. It, it, it's just an unrealistic expectation. I've, I'm I'm literally married to somebody who's a, who's a stand-up comedian. Oh, for real? And, yeah, and, right. and 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 you know she's great. And yeah, and but the gig is yeah, absolutely one hundred percent, ninety-nine percent, just getting punched in the face. Yeah, right. like, it's yeah, like yeah. there's sometimes when you when the jokes are going bad because of you. Yeah. There's other times when it's going bad because of the audience, and usually it's a little of both, which yeah. is this episode. Like I I remember wondering why like half the room wasn't laughing and then two other two comedians later we find out that half of the audience came from the youth hostel next door and yeah. didn't really speak english yeah 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 oh, <laughs> and i was yeah. like oh man i just thought i was sucking up there but yeah. they actually don't speak but english the, but the yeah but the real rub and the greatest the greatest like schadenfreude about about the whole thing is, yeah. re is really just the rage you know yeah. it's yes. like yeah. it's, it's really the, the the subtle reflection of of the pure rage yeah. that exists in the hearts of uh, you know of uh, all stand-up comics uh, we all we all have that inside where we're just like yeah. 
you know, pearls for swine. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> how dare they not yeah. worship me? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah. And uh and I think finally uh you know, to wrap this episode up, uh the scene where uh Tony yells at Chris in the car about the fact that he's like moving bodies and shit while they're under indictment and he tells him straight up like this is this is someone who wants to get caught mm-hmm. you know the everything you're doing is is just displaying that you want to be a cowboy cowboy itis he mm-hmm. called it and uh and yeah that was there's some other deep yeah shit that comes out of that conversation as well another amazing moment but Which, we can get to it you said oh yeah. the suicide stuff oh my yeah 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 that's that's exactly where i'm he's like rose yeah, not yeah, for yeah. this skinny yeah. yeah yeah and yeah. it's wild too because because uh, he starts like kind of doing the dr melfi thing he's like have you been having suicidal thoughts or ideations mm-hmm. do you sleep a, a, a long period of time yeah. how you often know? does that word come into your mind right you know? yeah. yeah and and it's weird because it's like he's revealing so much to chris in that moment and chris of course is like completely self-obsessed and there's no way he's gonna pick up on it he's just like no 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 don't worry about it but of course chris is uh an addict and yeah i'm positive that he is depressed and he needs mm-hmm. you know medication and and it's and absolutely is considered suicide yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. times and probably today and yeah yeah no, I, the, but I, I love that for so many reasons for what you said which yeah. is that tony's starting to learn the to, to talk about it he's yeah, starting yeah. to learn the dialect yeah uh, of, of of talking about all, everything that's going on with him yeah and also that throughout the series tony tries like so many times to talk to people I about know, this shit. I know. And, and, and and so and tony is obviously also deeply ashamed <laughs> that he's like that he even has depression or is going to a psychiatrist yeah, and, and, and he wants to normalize it so bad because he's like i can't be the only one who feels yeah. this way but he's literally just his group is all people who are just like toxically masculine and in <laughs> denial about their own emotions and, and he's totally like, down like to- yeah. like no matter how bad shit gets yeah they've got to like together hold hands and just mock anyone who would yeah. consider yeah. Killing yeah. Him. And, and and having that sort of amazing moment where they comedic moment where they're both sort of like yeah no no, no, no. <laughs> i definitely like, haven't, I haven't. I, I yeah would. oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd have to be weak to think about. Right, it. I it's mean, like, it's like shit when gets tough, sure, but yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a pussy. It's like when you're 12 or 13 and you're hanging out with your friends, and yeah. you're like, "You guys have never masturbated, right?" And they're like, "What me? Yeah. No, oh, no well, I would well, never need yeah, me." See, we had, we had a different group of friends. Well, yeah. it was there was a harsh split between Our like friend, 13 my, and it was 15. for us. It was like you haven't masturbated yet. What yeah, the fuck is wrong? That with came you? later yeah. for us. No, yeah, that that was me. But my dad always would tell me about masturbation, about how good it was for. You. and so like i came to school being like you guys masturbate right and mm-hmm. uh yeah dude those were the days well, we had a little my little, friend Matt Drury actually did, a, did actually did a spit take he was drinking sprite i remember this vividly yeah yeah and he was like you, you don't jerk off do you matt and he like spit it out and he's like no yeah it's like all of that was just backed up cum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh anyways yeah. well yeah. So uh, it all comes back to that. It all comes back to come out the mouth, and uh, I think, yeah, I think that's the episode. I yeah. think I think all in all, uh, this is uh, you know second best episode there... of the season so far. Oh, um, any yeah, what's any... the first one? Definitely top I think, three. I'd I say the college. pilot, college, and this one are are easily like the best three. I don't know if I could pick a favorite among those, but yeah, yeah. I I mean, I think college is my number one. As much as I as I love the. 
you know the pilot because it like is the beginning and yeah. you know they, you just like that one because someone gets killed in it yeah you you enjoy it because it introduces you to it and there's a nostalgic feeling but in terms of like really getting into character development which is like the show's strength i mm-hmm. think like really psychoanalyzing these these sociopaths like this episode gets into chris's mishigas in yeah. a way that i think kind of sets the tone for the rest of the series right yeah yeah well yeah, well, thank you for including me in uh, in, in this. Uh, I was very happy that it was this episode. Yeah, me too, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, It, it, all, it all worked out perfectly. I was great. You fucking <laughs> crushed it, dude. You talked about Sopranos. I mean. Probably other stuff, too. Other shit, yeah. I, I don't remember most of it, but. It it's probably, all as you, you've been recording. It's, thank all, God. it's all there. We got it. We yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be funny. There's actually we'll there, figure it out. In post. We don't record. We just this is our way of hanging out with people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a red light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a yeah. Well, anyways, uh, thanks so much for coming on, LP. Yeah, uh, you got anything you want to plug? No. All right. Mm, hell yeah. Fair. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, Vince, uh, let's uh, take it on out of here. So yeah. thanks so much, everyone, for listening. And until next week, don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Yeah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.